Good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Williams. I am a pastor and elder here at Pierce Point Community Church. Um, this is our 930 devotional time, and we've been doing a complete series on on uh, biblical principles. And, and this week, we're concentrating on uh, biblical peace. So last week, as Jacob and Sean stated in their devotionals on peace, we are in some very disturbing times. So then, where and how can we find peace in all of this turmoil called COVID-19? And where can we find peace in our own conflict between God's word and law of the land? Last week, Jacob gave us the meaning of peace as freedom from disturbance. I'll expand on that later. Jacob also cites um, Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He gives an example of a friend that was battling cancer and the peace that her daughter had throughout the ordeal because God had comforted and assured her that God would get them through that ordeal. Jacob also cited a great biblical example of Abraham's son, Isaac. Isaac had seen burnt offerings before and knew what was usually a lamb was provided for. Even after being bound and placed on the altar, Isaac did not reject nor fight back because Isaac knew that God had this. Abraham's faith was a testament and Isaac's faith was also a testament to the peace of God. Sean defines peace as a state of tranquility or quietness of spirit that transcends circumstances. The term peace is described in scripture as a gift from God and congruent with his character. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Sean also cited Matthew 11, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now both of these men did a great job of more than what I have reviewed here, and it is worth the effort to review both of their devotional points on peace further. And in Barney's absence from these Sunday morning devotionals, let us turn to Psalm 34. Didn't want to disappoint Barney. Psalm 34 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints, for to those who fear him there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
Who is the man who desires life and loves the length of days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do not, and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all. He keeps all of his bones, not one of them will be broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those take refuge in him will be condemned. Now hold on for a minute. Let's back up to verse 14 real quick. Verse 14 says this, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. We have to seek and pursue peace. Again, how and where do we find peace in the midst of calamity and insanity? Let's start from the top. We're all supposed to have a personal relationship with our Lord, and this is what I went through to gain knowledge and understanding. Your process may differ, but it still boils down to choice. Peace. The Hebrew word for peace is salam, salam, S-A-L-O-M, and from the Greek Septuagint, the word is Irene. I probably butchered the, uh, <laughs> the pronunciation, but you get the, the gist of it. But the biblical meaning of those, of those Hebrew and Greek words is the meaning of peace is as follows. And I, I want you to really pay attention to this because it's not slighted in any way. The meaning of the word peace is this, the totality of of completeness, success, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, well-being, quietness, and rest. It means the totality of each of those. It seems to me that the word peace cannot be separated from the word rest. So how and where do we find peace in all of this? It begins with choice. Do you choose to pursue peace or do you not? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So in faith, as Nathan teaches us, trust and trust alone, sitting in that chair of faith, let's start off by getting into, into the Word of God. Isaiah 9, 6 tells us this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. So if Jesus is our Prince of Peace, let's follow him and his teachings. Philippians 2, 8, Being found in appearance as a man, he he humbled himself, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we are to be obedient to God's word to the point of death, death on a cross. This is where everybody has a struggle with committing to Jesus. 
In studying God's Word, we find our hope in Christ and Christ alone. We are to be as obedient and holy as He is obedient and holy. We are to put God's Word into action. Peace and rest are not just words. They are action words. That means that we have to practice them. And that includes, the following, the, that includes following the law of the land as, outlawed in, as outlined in Romans 13.3 and 1 Peter 2, verses 13 through 17. When we take on the yoke that Jesus offers us, we will rest and throughout all experiences as long as we are following him and being obedient to the sum of God's word. We are given the gift of peace. We are given that gift of salvation that brings us peace. We are given that hope that brings us peace. I learned from a friend's death this past year that our faith in Christ Jesus gave many of us that knew Ray Wayne, gave us all peace. And this COVID-19 circumstance is no different. As long as we are following the word of God, following Jesus and becoming more like Jesus, for good or bad, we will find peace. The peace of knowing that I will have well-being throughout this crisis, and also the peace of knowing that if I don't survive the COVID-19 crisis, I will have life everlasting with my Lord in heaven. The totality of obedience to God's word through faith in Christ Jesus, we will find rest, and in the end, good or bad, we are given peace. John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. The choice is ultimately up to you. Let us pray. Father God, we're in the, some of the most difficult times that the church has seen in, in quite some time. We are to obey the law of the land which separates us, the church, from each other. The scripture tells us that we are not to forsake the assembly of God, yet the law of the land says that we are to do that very thing. And Lord, many of us are troubled by this. We were created in your image, and we are a people that are set apart, yet set apart from each other is very disturbing. Lord, I ask that you keep giving Nathan and Barney the knowledge and strength to keep doing what they're doing to keep your church connected. We, not, we may not be able to hug and shake hands with our fellow believers in Christ, but Nathan and Barney are doing everything possible to keep us together in you. Help them to keep thinking outside the normal and outside the box. Lord, I also ask special prayers for those that are having troubled minds and hearts because of their isolation from the church and for those that are struggling with their feelings and emotions about who has the ultimate authority. Lord, you are the ultimate authority, and we give you all the praise and glory for what is happening in our world today. For in the end, good or bad, we will live for you here on earth and in heaven above. Lord, I ask that you bless our time together, and when Nathan takes the pulpit, to give us your message of life here and everlasting. In Christ's name I pray, amen. <laughs>